0: You're listening to The Hoist on Sin 90.7 FM with Beck and Sandy. Uh, and Sandy, you picked that one that was Karen Took the Kids.
1: I did. So that was their latest single, Witch Hazel. Thank you so much to my TikTok for you page for bringing these guys to my attention. I don't say that often, um, but Karen Took the Kids are so good. They're a NAM based five piece made up of Clancy Brett, Ben, Jason Easton. James Radford, Jonathan Pardo and Lucy Robertson. They're going to be playing at the Gasso on May 18th. So make sure you're there to see these guys live. But we are very excited to be joined by a special guest tonight. Laocla, thank you so much for joining us on the show.
2: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Very, very glad to have you and you are here off the back of your latest release titled Romance and Rebellion, which we'll be spinning a little bit later on after our chat. Um, It's an incredibly cool kind of blend of hyper pop sounds. Can't wait to talk about the way that you have juxtaposed rebellion and power and brutality with kind of romance and vulnerability as well. So lots to chat about and... If you haven't heard of Lulka before, they are a Mianjin-based producer, songwriter, vocalist and multi-instrumentalist who, as we mentioned, has just released a brand new single. So congratulations. Yeah. Congrats,
0: Lulka. How are you feeling Thank about you. having Romance and Rebellion out in the world? I'm just so happy
2: it's out. Um, it's it's one of my favourite songs I've written, so I'm oh, really glad amazing. people
0: are you
2: know, finally getting to listen to it um, after I've, I've been sitting on it, you know, And, like, it's out in the world, so, yay!
1: (laughs) Yay! That is such a good feeling to, it's almost like, I always think of it as when you have a really great gift for someone, um, or a gift idea, and it's so hard waiting to give it to them, and then when you finally can, it's just this amazing celebration and a beautiful moment to share, so really cool for us as well as listeners to be able to hear another single. It's the third single that you've released off your upcoming debut mixtape, Romance and Rebellion, which will be out on June 2nd. And as I said just before, love the way that we have these ideas of rebellion and power and defiance mixing with romance and fragility and vulnerability. So can you talk a little bit about how those themes are woven through out the mixtape in terms of, I suppose, narrative but also sound.
2: Yeah, I think like if if people listen to the mix, hey, there's this mix of um, like just really hard, brutal tracks, like tracks you would hear in then like industrial warehouse rave, and then you get some more um, atmospheric, fantastical, magical moments in on other tracks. And I like I love that because. You know how when you listen to say a DJ set, and sometimes it gets a bit boring because it, it kind of stays on the same level the whole time. And what I really love um, when I'm listening to DJ sets or you know anyone's makes is I I want to be taken on an emotional journey. You mm-hmm. know I I don't want to be bored. So um, having that just suppose I cannot word today you know (laughs) that contrast of um, uh, like you know really hard rebellious um, kind of like more energetic sounds of just the more and very dreamy otherworldly sounds like I think that's um, that was my my way of taking listeners on an emotional journey there's this ups and downs and it's definitely not boring
1: (laughs) I completely agree with you. It would be impossible to be bored while listening to this mixtape and even the single Romance and Rebellion as well. Um, I'm interested to know kind of a chicken and the egg thing here. What came first, the single Romance and Rebellion or did were you working on the mixtape and then you decided to make this the title track? Uh,
2: the the single came first. So Romance and Rebellion came first and then um, the thing was like I started writing like... I, when, when I first started the project, I was like, look, I'm not really going to give myself any, like, restrictions. So what I did um, over a period of time was just, like, wrote one idea a day, like, as in, I like, you know, made, made a track a day. And um, so, and then, like, like, was pretty strict on myself, like, going, like, okay, day one was idea one. And day two, I, I had to work on, like, idea two. I had to, like, leave it behind and... And go on to idea two and and so like Romance Rebellion was probably around like idea six or idea seven I think it was idea seven um and then and then what I did was like I, I got to about 15 and I was like okay there, there's enough ideas here for me to then you now curate and pick and choose but um idea seven which ended up becoming Romance Rebellion was uh uh probably the third track I finished um like you know completely finished and I was like yep yeah, this is this is like a single material, and then, and then I built the rest of the mix track around it and the previous two singles.
0: That's amazing. I feel like I just want to applaud you there, Lalka, on your incredible dedication to writing essentially a track a day for 15 days.
1: Yeah, that is amazing, <laughs> crazy, and you can hear, I suppose, 13 of those um, on the mixtape, which is so cool. Mm. Definitely. And Larka, what you spoke
0: about just a little bit earlier, you were talking about um, that kind of atmospheric, ambient, liminal vibe versus the intense warehouse rave vibe. Um, And I was doing some digging on yourself and you have self-described your music as effervescent, glitch, future club music, which I just feel you're really hitting all the buzzwords for me. It makes me so excited. such a great definition um, for a sound that is so new and fresh and exciting in uh, the so-called Australian music scene um, and it is a really cool sound that you've landed on is this sonically where you started when you first began making music
2: no I mean I guess if, if you really want to go to like when I first began starting music I was like a wee child you know <laughs> so um like yeah I just did like you know, piano lessons and violin lessons, and and you know, as a child, you just kind of like do what your teacher says. And I think, um, like, the last project just sort of came about maybe in the last like seven years, and and it had this sound that that I guess like was hyperpop even before hyperpop became a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um, and it's it's kind of like a sound that maybe is a reflection of like the tools I have at my disposal and the limitations as well at my disposal. Like, you know, for example, like a, a rock band would have, you know, a drummer, a bass guitarist, guitarist, and, and they have those tools, whereas this project is a solo project. It's just me. So I, I haven't got those those tools that a rock band has. So I have to use other tools and, and therefore that's influence and, and I crafted just different sound. Yeah, that, you know, is, is what it is.
1: Like a diamond under pressure. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And you spoke about just then how you learnt piano and violin growing up, so you are classical. Sorry, excuse me, classically trained in those instruments. Does that knowledge feed into the music that you're making now? Very often, if at all.
2: I get asked this question so much, <laughs> and like my is always to say where it's like. I don't know any, mm. like, you know, like, I don't know the alternative. Right. So, okay. like, mm. I'm just, like, I guess, like, I mean, you know, like, that's just my experience. And, like, it's it's not like I go, oh, I'm going to put a, you know, flattened second Neapolitan sixth chord in here. I, <laughs> I don't do that when I write. Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I don't intellectualize it. um, And I just, like, write what I feel. But, but at the same time, like, I think it would be, you know naive to discount like I think like with with all like musicians and artists like the the art we make is uh, is basically a culmination of all our influences and and all the artists that came before us Mm -hmm. so um even if I don't intellectualize it and like you know deliberately use my technical knowledge like the thing is like like my brain is a sponge and and I'm influenced by what I've been exposed to. So I guess short answer, yes, but not in a, not in a way that's like, oh, I'm going to make this piece sound like Hans Zimmer and (laughs) that one's going to sound like Beethoven, you know? Yeah, definitely.
1: I did listen to, um, you actually had an interview on our Asian pop nation show, I think in 2021. So it was a little while ago. Um, with Xenia and I really resonated with what you were saying about um, classical music sometimes being a bit stuffy and the way that this music that you're making now is really allowing you more creative expression and more creative freedom um, so it is interesting to think about how those these two kinds of music um, kind of contrast each other as well but I'm very interested to know because the three singles you've released so far off Romance and Rebellion, they do all have lyrics, but while listening through the mixtape, I also enjoyed hearing those purely instrumental tracks as well, um, including the openers, Initiation Part One and Initiation Part Two. So when you do approach creating a instrumental song, is that process different at all? Do you do anything differently or is it the same when you approach any song, whether or not it has lyrics?
2: I think that's a fantastic question. I think, um, for example, like the lyrics for "Romance Rebellion," for example, I came up with the title first because I, I tend to have like random phrases just pop into my head, and then I'll like just type them in my notes app on my phone, <laughs> and then um, and then when I'm working on a track, um, I. You know, and, and as I create it. I can either hear like, okay, this this track needs vocals, or this track doesn't need vocals. And so, if, if a track needs vocals, I then go into my notes app and just go, okay, what what thoughts have I written down? What what phrases have I written down? And I kind of pull from there. Um, so I guess like I for me, it's always the the music first before the lyrics. And and when it comes to determining whether a track is going to be a purely instrumental track or you know, a track with vocals and lyrics. It's It just depends on, on what the music means.
0: Mm, yeah, mm. definitely. Also, very nice to know that um you use the Notes app. I feel like the, the Notes app is the holy grail of uh, musicians and, and writers because it just... <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, everyone it's loves so, it. Hey. Yeah. Mm. But I'm also, mm-hmm. I'm
1: not surprised to hear that music comes first for you because your kind of sonic... Landscape and world that you've created, you have such a strong identity um, in the sound of Lalka. So that's very cool to hear a bit about your process. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Incredible. Well, look, you're celebrating the mixtape's launch in Mianjin on June 18th. A lot of thought has been put into making this an accessible event for the community, and tickets are pay what you can afford, which is so incredible. Tell us a bit more about this party you're throwing. Um, as someone, yeah. With, so there's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, you could go. I no no no. You, you finish what you were saying. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> as someone with both neurodivergence and chronic illness, how important was it to you to make this an event that breaks down barriers for people who are often left out of experiencing live music?
2: Yeah, super important to me. I think like, um, I personally struggle going to gigs that are either too late at night or don't have I guess spaces that make it um easy for me but also like I mean I I can't take all the credit for that because like I've been like talking to my community and like you know my fans like, I hate the word fans it makes me sound like a diva but like <laughs> you know, for lack of a better word fans um um I like just having conversations with them and and they were the ones that actually like kind of you know like like highlighted this for me because, like, despite my uh, despite my illness and my neurodivergence, I I'm pretty able bodied, like you know, um, and and so therefore I'm, like, there there are things that I miss or in my blind spot and
0: mm-hmm.
2: more like, I guess I I also have friends who you know sometimes would would text me like you know just before a gig and just go like hey Steph i'm just wiped out today i i can't make it to your gig tonight it's Mm. too late for me and and like i i get it and so i was like okay how can i make something that's more accessible that that people don't have to miss out on i mean like you know when i think about all the things that that people take for granted for example like public transport like like if you know if your gig finishes at like Half midnight there's there's no public transport home
0: mm-hmm. and, and
2: so it's just like little things like that where I was like okay the, these are things that that maybe a lot of like um gig promoters or festivals or no maybe not so much festivals like gig promoters and you know tours don't, don't think about and how that actually excludes a lot of people and like I'm like I'm really conscious about how um how privileged I am but and and despite my privilege like those are still barriers for me as someone who is neurodivergent and um and you know chronically ill and and I guess like maybe for people who who don't quite see the connection like one thing I would like to explain is that when when you're neurodivergent and and you live in a neurotypical world and, and you have to spend all your energy during the daytime navigating that world like by the time, say, dinner time comes around, like, believe me, like, you are mentally and emotionally and physically exhausted. So, like, the idea of, like, going out, like, making the effort to go out to a gig is, like, it, it takes a lot of effort. So, it, that's, like, that's definitely one reason why my, my gig, like, this this party that I'm holding, it's, it's going to be in, in the late afternoon where, you know, where the energy of folks like me, like new Joevision vision people aren't completely spent yet. And I think, you know, also like living with, with like a, a chronic illness where um, I think what, what most chronically ill people find is that late nights are hard on the body, like not just on the mind, but also on the body. So I guess thinking about that and like, because it's something that I experience myself Um, uh, it it just made sense for me to, like, do it this way because not only does it benefit me, like, I'm I'm hoping it benefits everyone else who comes, like, you know, everyone else who, I guess, faces the similar challenges that I do.
1: Yeah, that is so wonderful and thoughtful that you have... Chosen to celebrate in this way that includes rather than excludes. And I think it's something that we really need more of. And thankfully, it's something that we are starting to see more of, but still, you're really far ahead in the way that you have planned this launch. Um, And yeah, it sounds like it's going to be such a fun event, too, that everyone can really enjoy. So if you do want to hear more about the event, find out more, and stay updated, On the release of the mixtape, you can find everything at Lalka's socials, at Lalka Music. And Beck and I have just had such a lovely time talking to you. We really do love your music as well. And just want to give you a huge thank you to you for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure to chat to you.
2: No, thank you. And I, I also just want to say that I'm super impressed that as a journalist, you like went back and looked at an interview in 2021 to get info. <laughs> and I was like, hats off to that. So oh,
1: <laughs> thank you. Love, love to listen yeah. to all the other interviews that you've done as well. You've got some really interesting points and we could have been here all night chatting about this mixtape as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the latest single off the mixtape and the title track, Romance and Rebellion, is out everywhere and we're going to play right now here on the hoist it's three and a half minutes of glitchy energized goodness as beck said you're listening to sin with sandy and beck thank you so much for tuning in